This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time, Serie A edition. You're with Dan Robach and freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella. A Serie A extravaganza took place in midweek. Ten games on one day. Both teams to score, yes, hit seven times. If you back the unders, you celebrated on six occasions. Five teams top scored with just two. No team scored three. There were only four winning favourites, three home wins, and the league leaders were beaten for the first time this season. Daniele, great day for armchair football fans and betters on the right side of the results. We were just a little bit down on the day, but nothing too bad. It doesn't affect our profit and loss too much. But Napoli with the story, they were beaten for the first time this season in the league. That 1-0 loss at Inter, the market has reacted. Luciano Spalletti's side are now minus 155 with Milan plus 450, Inter plus 500. Your reaction when it comes to the title race, Daniele, should Napoli betters be worried? They shouldn't be worried because the healthy lead on Milan is five points, is seven points on Juventus and eight points on uh, Inter. Of course, next week there is a Napoli-Juventus, a key game uh, for both. The performance of Napoli at San Siro was underwhelming. I think uh, they showed some signs of fear. Uh, they didn't really click. Uh, Cravascelli and Oshimen were kept quiet. Onana made the first save in the 89th minute. Inter stifled them. It wasn't vintage Inter, but I think he's as good as he gets uh, this season. And an Inter very compact uh, that uh, closed all the space, left the possession to Napoli. Napoli were not able to capitalize. Perhaps the fact that they had such a healthy lead uh, played a part. But I think uh, this is not over, of course, uh, for Napoli. They've been, they've been the best teams to watch in Italy, not only in Italy, but in Europe for large, large spells of this season. I'm expecting them to bounce back uh, this weekend uh, in Genoa. We'll touch this a little bit later. But of course, a win that reinvigorates Inter, who finally won the first big match of this turbulent season so far. Indeed. I mean, people will look back to last season, Danielle, and we've talked about it a lot, but it was about match day 16-17, which came earlier, obviously, last season that saw Napoli falter. But I think everyone believes that Napoli are a little bit different. They're a different time into a different side in terms of personnel uh, as well. And they have been terrific to watch this season as well. But there's just that nagging doubt isn't there. Maybe, I don't know, Milan Inter not as strong as last season, but there's always going to be that little thing with Napoli until they get over the line. 
It is true. And last season it was different because they started very early. They were very solid at the back. Then they were hit by injuries. And somehow uh, the narrative again was Spalletti's teams were not able to do well in January in the new year. His teams always suffer from that deep in form. But I think this year is going to be different because they've been a bit of a lot of break. He's a new Napoli, he's a rejuvenated Napoli. They've signed younger players, of course, Cravascelia and Kim. Above all, but it's the way they played. I think Spalletti has changed the way Napoli's play. He's more direct. Uh, he can threaten teams in a different ways. Look, it is going to be a test, of course, uh, this uh, this game against Sampdoria, the next one against Juventus, and then there are a couple of fixtures before the Champions League uh, returns. It's the small margins, after all. Napoli have been good in the head-to-head so far against Milan, against Lazio, in the small margins. They lost only by one goal uh, to Inter. Uh, I was a little bit concerned by the defending performances of Napoli. They left a lot of spaces, especially on the counter. Inter had them, basically. Uh, they read them. They understood how to play against them. Yes, it wasn't it wasn't great in some personnel. As Spalletti said, some players didn't quite deliver on the night. But it could be a wake-up call, after all. It could be. And look, don't panic yet, Napoli. Betters, no. minus 155 for the Scudetta. They could easily get over the line. They've got that healthy lead. Uh, Daniele's got a tip in the Napoli game a little later in the show. We're going to kick off, though, with Inter, who, of course, beat Napoli. Uh, they travelled to take on Monza. This is an 8.45 kickoff local, 2.45 Eastern. Uh, if you're playing in the US, um, I was on duty for the Monza game at uh, Fiorentina. I thought they were good value for their draw. Um, Inter, off the back of that narrow win over Napoli, will obviously want to try and follow up with another win here. How do you see this one playing out, Daniel? I see this one as a both to score and over 2.5 goals, which pays a plus 104. So it returns twice your stake if you get it right. Because Monza, I don't think they are a nil-nil team. Neither when they play at home or away. They have a very good technical midfield. They can create chances as they did in Florence. They were a touch lucky because Fiorentina missed a lot of chances after scoring with Cabral. But in the end, they managed to find the spaces. And actually, they had chances themselves to win the game. I think the changes with from Stroppa to Palladino has worked well for Monza. It is a team that likes to take some risks. You know, They defend very high with the line. Uh, they, they, they attack in numbers. It's going to be interesting because they're going to match inter-system. They're going to play with the wing-backs as well. And Inter have done well against Napoli, despite playing a slightly defensive with a defensive approach. In fact, it was Darmian instead of Dumfries against Ravascelia, and he did really well. Perhaps this time we're going to see uh, the Dutch player. Look, uh, Inter are not at their best yet, and I think uh, the fact that Lukaku is not yet hitting form is going to affect them yet. But, of course, the confidence is up. Again, they beat Barcelona, they beat Napoli. Okay, uh, away from home, they conceded 18 goals so far. But against Napoli, they, they were good. Again, only one save to make uh, from Onana. Um, we're going to see probably a couple of changes, maybe a few more minutes from Lautaro, who's back from the uh, World Cup uh, win, of course. Um, I'm not yet convinced Inter could keep another clean sheet and two clean sheets in a row. I think Monza are good value as well, uh, both to score and over 2.5 goals. I think this is a way more open game 
game than what it might look like on the card. Let's not forget, Monza has beaten Juventus 1-0. They've done well against top teams. Even in their defeats against Milan in the second half, they were very good. Both to score over 2.5 goals at the Stadio Brianteo, plus 104. Plus money if you're following Daniele in. Both teams to score, yes, over two and a half goals. Inter minus 177 just to win the game. Monza plus 457 of uh, eight Inter's uh, games in Serie A this season have been both teams to score and uh, over two and a half goals uh, their wins. So if you believe that's going to happen, obviously you're going to follow Daniele in there. And Monza have scored in all bar one at home in Serie A. Uh, this season. Let's move on to Salernitana against Torino here. Uh, Salernitana plus 245, so a big price. Torino plus 120, draw plus 225, over and unders here. The mark is um, two and a half, plus 108 overs, minus 148. Under Salernitana have lost their last three. Torino have drawn their last two. When you sent me your selections earlier today, I wondered where you were going with this pick, Daniele. So I dug down a little bit on the Torino stats, but it would appear that they're just not creating any chances here. Only 0.4 XG against Verona on Wednesday, lowest of all of the 20 teams that played in midweek. And none of their last five games have posted, they've posted an XG of over one. So it seems to me that they are struggling to score, Daniel. They are. And because they play without a recognized number nine, they miss Bellotti in the summer. They haven't quite replaced him. So they get a good share of goals from midfield. You can check out Miranchuk's goal was a beauty against Verona but they do lack the cutting edge. And I think this is a typical even Urich side, the good and the bad. The good, very intense structure. They know what to do. Uh, they press man mark pretty much uh, in, in the entire uh, pitch. But then when it comes to uh, finding the, um, the right chances, capitalizing and being clinical, they do uh, suffer, especially without a recognized number nine. But I think, you know, against Verona, they were really close to win the game after all. But they were also naive. They conceded in the only possible way from a corner and the big man, Milan Juric, scored. Still not convinced they got a world-class keeper, uh, Torino, in Milinkovic-Savic, I must say. Uh, Salernitano, on the other hand, have a world-class keeper in Ochoa. They lost to one. Without Ochoa, it could have been 9-1 to Milan. He was outstanding. Nine saves. Any other day, he would have been the man of the match only because Leao stole the show and he was fantastic in the first 30 minutes. But Salernitana against Milan never gave up. Uh, perhaps in the beginning, they were a little bit naive. Too many one-to-ones against the better quality of Milan players. And then, of course, uh, they conceded two in the first uh, 30 minutes. But once uh, Bonazzoli was introduced, they, they, they found a goal. They somehow trouble Milan and let's not forget they were without two of the best players the two wingbacks Mazzocchi and Candreva they get Candreva back for this one a big big uh, creator um, I am confident Salernitana who have uh, won the last two home games before uh, this defeat against Milan can bounce back and so far this season they've done much better than last season and they have already won a few home games against the uh, sides of their level. That's why I'm going to go for an Asian handicap plus 0.25 minus 107, which means if they win, you win. If they draw, you win half your stake. If Torino wins this game, you lose. But let's not forget, Torino is one of the worst away attacks in Serie A so far, and it's been so even last season. So Salernitana, Torino, Salernitana, Asian handicap plus 0.25 minus 107. 
Just a, just a quick one on Ochoa, because you mentioned him when we previewed the midweek games. And obviously, it was his first game for Salernitana since coming from Mexico and Club America. He's 37. But he could be the difference for Salernitana. And to a certain extent, you've got to look at those games previously and maybe take them with, with a pinch of salt, because this, this could be very big for Salernitana in terms of keep, keeping clean sheets and keeping the score down. Absolutely. I mean, if uh, if he's at the level that we saw at the World Cup, is it at the level that we saw against Milan, he's going to be the difference because down there, no other team could uh, feature a goalkeeper of such a, a great quality, great experience. He's also very good with his distribution, with his feet, with his hands. I mean, he's going to make a lot of a lot of difference for uh, this Salernitana side to having a goalkeeper who keeps a clean sheet, he makes the big saves, and in the end, it could be worth three, four, five points. As I said, if and if if his debut, if anything to goes by, Salernitana have banked a great, great club in Memocho. Going to be interesting to see how Salernitana get on in terms of clean sheets and keeping the score down with the Cho now their number one keeper. Let's move on to Sampdoria against Napoli. We've mentioned Napoli already. They are very short priced to get the better of Samp. Minus 250 away from home. Sampdoria plus six. 30. I think in the end, Sampdoria may be a little fortunate against Sassuolo. Sassuolo were uh, minus money to beat Samp. They got off to a great start, Sampdoria. They've had an awful season, as we know, and maybe just hanging on in the end. It might be a good game for Napoli to get back to winning ways. Yes, Sampdoria were slightly lucky because, yeah, they took the lead early, but in the end, they were in the back foot towards the end. Perhaps the best team to play against at the moment is Sassuolo, a team without a strong identity. Sampdoria with a couple of additions in defence with Newtink from Udinese, Lammers up front who never really made it at Atalanta. They were managed to win. But I think this one, Napoli, as I said at the top of the show, I think they're going to bounce back. That's why I'm going to go for Napoli to win to nil plus 128. I know it's a big price. But if I look at the quality that Napoli has and I look at um, the, the players, that the way they deliver, I don't think they're going to have two bad days in a row as they had at San Siro. Uh, disappointed with Cravascelia, of course. He did try to take uh, inter-defenders on, but he was doubled up all the time. Osimen didn't have great chances. Lobotka touched a lot of the balls, but really couldn't find um, the best pass. Also, Anguissa wasn't there. A bit surprised with the um, Spalletti decision to play Rachmani, who came back from an injury. That was his first start since October. In Dzeko's goal, Rachmani lose him completely. Dzeko goes right, goes left. Ball back of the net. Rachmani is ball watching. Gabriel Jesus, uh, Jesus, sorry, Juan Jesus, have been far too reliable to leave him on the bench. But let's see. I mean, uh, it's the second game as well uh, for the Albanian. Maybe he'll, he'll play again. Look, I think everyone is going to expect Napoli to crumble now because we've seen it uh, last season. We saw how badly at home they were. But I don't think Spalletti is going to let his lips so easily. I think he's got the finger on the pulse. This is this defeat is going to be a wake-up call. Sampdoria is a team that only scored two goals at home so far this season. Um, I, don't, I think Napoli is going to bounce back. A win to nil, could be one nil, could be two nil. Maybe it could be an ugly, an ugly win. But uh, yeah, I think Napoli is going to get the job done at Marassi. Plus 128, that's obviously uh, the biggest return of all my tips so far. Yeah, it's a good one, that plus 128 for Napoli to win to nil. We know that Samp have struggled this season and Napoli did bounce back against Atalanta to win when they were beaten in the Champions League earlier this season. So they have done it this term, just not in the league. Milan, Roma, 
uh, arguably uh, biggest game of the weekend. This is 8.45 local, um, 2.45 east on the Sunday. That's Eastern in the USA. Uh, Milan minus 114, the favourites. Roma plus 300, draw plus 270. I'm not a huge fan of head-to-heads, but recently Milan have done well against Roma. Did the double over them last season. They're unbeaten in five, home and away. Roma, I guess it was typical of them to score very early in that game against Bologna because then they just managed the game. They gave up possession, but it's fairly typical a Mourinho 1-0 win. This is going to be different this game, Daniel, isn't it? I think this is going to be different for both of them, but I trust Milan to win this one. And I'm going to go for Milan win and under 4.5 goals, which is still a very high tally considering what you just said about Roma. Milan win and under 4.5 goals is plus 110, so a very good return. Milan were outstanding in the first 30 minutes against Salernitana. If it wasn't for Ochoa, as I mentioned before, they could have scored 3 or 4. Also in the second half, they had chances. Leao, you can tell that he's not been played a lot of football at the World Cup. He was fired up. He took the defenders on many times and created uh, chances. And then when Milan plays with Tonali and Benasser in the middle of the field, very few teams in Italy can resist them. This is also Milan that has got back most of the players that were injured in the previous mm, months. Uh, one, above all, Salem Kers, which again, could not be very spectacular, but is very, very useful. Uh, Giroud, uh, still maybe a little bit rusty after the World Cup, but, you know, again, created a lot of chances uh, against uh, Salernitana. When it comes to uh, Milan, the problem is that sometimes they're not very clinical. They create a lot. They don't, they, they don't score. And they do have lapses of concentrations at the back. Again, they conceded a few goals. Uh, they are still without Mike Mannion. This might obviously uh, play a part, especially because the French goalkeeper is so authoritative, so good with his feet and the distribution. But I think Milan have got the character and they got the strength. When they got the backs against the wall, when they need to win, they do deliver and they've done it last year. Roma, for me, so far, between the top teams, they are the underachievers. They are the disappointment because I was expecting them to play better the last season and they haven't done it. Okay, they haven't had Paolo Dybala for many weeks. Now they got him back. He's doubt for this game because he came out injured, slightly injured against Bologna. They're not creating a lot. They're not, they're, not, they're not scoring. I mean, again, that 3-5-2 of Mourinho seems very, very defensive, especially... When he plays with Zaleski and he plays with uh, with Selic, you know they're more defensively minded. And of the three defenders, Mancini, Ibanez, and Smalling, none of them really contributes to the to build up the play. So really, they are defending with five or six players. I mean, perhaps switching to a back four and having a little bit more of dynamism in midfield would help. And still, question mark whether Tammy Abram is going to start. He didn't start for the uh, from for the Bologna game. I know Roma won the last uh, big game against Inter at uh, San Siro to one, perhaps in lucky circumstances. But I think the story and the, the head-to-head and the pressure says that I think Milan are going to deliver. Milan win and under 4.5 goals. So if Milan wins 2-1, 3-1, you still win plus 110. Eight of Milan's 11 league wins this season have been under four and a half goals. If you've level staked all of their 16 games this season at the odds of plus 110, you would be in profit. Final game to preview, Monday night, 6.30 local, 
12.30 p.m. Eastern in the United States. It's Verona against Cremonese. You might be at work. If you are, get the Bet Rivers app on and you can stream the game live, maybe sneakily. Don't get into trouble, though, on our, our, our behalf. All the games, of course, are streamed live over the course of the weekend. Uh, we've rattled this stat out before, Daniele, because you told it to me. So I'm going to give it back to you here. Big five leagues in Europe. Only Elche in Spain and Cremonese in Italy are without a league win. Um, but Daniele, you think maybe, and there is a caveat, that this week uh, Massimiliano Alvini's team might just come good. So come on, give us the lowdown with Cremonese. You're, you're tipping them to win, sort of. I'm tipping to at least get a point out of the Sadio Benteirodi. My tip is Cremonese or tie, so X2 minus 121. Because I think they are probably the, the unluckiest uh, team of the they five. They create chances, don't they? They do loads, create opportunities. Loads. They hit the post twice against Juventus. They didn't deserve to lose. Perhaps they could even won that game. And in the end, they lost last minute for a free kick of Milik. Although, of course, their keeper, Carnesecchi, has been outstanding. So it depends how, how you look at Cremonese. You could say, well, these are the teams, I think they are fifth or fourth for shots in Serie A, uh, one of the worst attacks. So you might think, okay, they lack a lot of quality, but also they hit the post many times. They are unlucky. They get into good position, and it's not by playing route one football. No, they play good football. They, they, they build up the play from the back. They can pass the ball around. They play with two up front. So they got a variation of of uh, resources there, they are just very lucky. On the other hand, the goalkeepers, Radu first and Karnesecki now, are the keepers who made the most save in Serie A. So also, they do concede a lot. So normally, uh, Cremonese are difficult to predict. But I think if there is a way back for Cremonese in this salvation, it comes through a game against bottom of the table, Verona. Verona being far from impressive, no wins in 11. They drew at Torino. They score an ugly goal with Milan Juric. Then they defended. They couldn't control the game. Uh, after 65 minutes, they were already hoofing the ball up and just uh, hoping for the best. In the end, Torino had a massive chance to win the game and to win as the bet, but they couldn't uh, convert it. I'm not really sure who's going to finish above who between Elas Verona and Cremonese. They might well both be relegated, but my preference is for the team that plays the best football, and it's Cremonese. I mean, I think for a double chance, uh, considering the lack of goals that Verona has, you know, this is a team that has lost over 40 goals in the summer, losing Caprari, Barak um, and Simeone in the transfer market. I think you need to give Cremonese a little bit of credit, a little bit of hope and go for a double chance, minus 121, Cremonese to at least get a point here. To at least get a point. We're sort of hoping that they win. If you want to back them to win the game, they're plus 290. Verona are plus 105. The draw is plus 230. But we like Cremonese uh, or the tie. Uh, we've got a double chance there at minus 121. Okay, so those are the five selections. Let's just remind everybody of the picks here from uh, Daniele uh, because we've got five picks over the course of the weekend, and obviously it runs all the way through until Monday. This is Monza Inter. This could be a good one. Both teams to score over two and a half goals, uh, plus one on four, as you can see. Salernitana against Torino. Salernitana on the Asian handicap, 
Uh, you get a quarter ball start there, minus 107. Samp against Napoli. Napoli to win to nil to bounce back after that. Inter defeater, plus 128. That's the biggest price of our five selections. Milan-Roma, Milan to win and under four and a half goals. That's plus 110. And Verona against Cremonese. We like the double chance here. Cremonese or the draw at minus 121. I might back Cremonese in this one. I just think, <laughs> as Daniele, point, uh, Daniele points out, they've been dreadfully unlucky in an awful lot of games. Let's have a look at the handicappers' table. We unfortunately recorded a loss um, for our midweek games. It was tight. It was a tiny loss. Look, we're still in profit for the season, as you can see. We are plus seven four nine. I use the we when we're in plus. It's when it's minus. I'll just say it's Daniel. Yeah, it's just me. Liga Liga is plus twelve oh six. Premier League doing well. Nigel and all the gang. Obviously, we're flying um, with plus seven forty nine. Only two of our leagues, our featured leagues, are in. Uh, are in the minus at the moment, but I'm sure they will turn around over the course of the season. We are very hopeful that this week we will get back uh, to a profitable week and inch that plus 749 up towards the boys who um, record the French football. That wraps up uh, this weekend's action. Daniele, been a pleasure as per usual. Wish your selections well over the course of the weekend. We will be back, of course, next week with more Serie A selections ahead of week 18. And make sure that you stay across all of our Bet Rivers content and podcasts at Because We Win. We'll see you then. See you. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.